How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dr. Michael Ostrom returns to the show. Mike has been a part of my show for, man, about 20 years or so, going back to the fan on many, many matters uh, for multiple years now a fixture on this show regarding COVID, and Mike joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Welcome back. Let's, Thank uh, you. Let's Good talk, to be with you. Yes. Let's talk about the latest variant and your concern level with the, uh, the latest variant and where we're at with it. Well, you know, as I do so often uh, when we talk, I start out with a disclaimer saying, you know, that uh, uh, take everything I have to say with some caution in the sense that, uh, you know, we're learning so much and and things are changing quickly. And one of the things I think that's really important to remember is we do have some lessons learned in the past. Uh, Back in 2020, we saw the the Alpha variant emerge in Europe in late 2020 and uh, thought that it was sweet through the United States uh, shortly thereafter as a new, more highly infectious variant. Well, it did hit the United States. It only hit two states. It hit Minnesota and Michigan, and it hit us hard. Uh, We didn't see big increases in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, the Dakotas. Cannot explain why. Uh, You know, and then then the Alpha Bay virtually disappeared. Well, now, fast forward to today where we have this new XBB, one that we're concerned about, the 1.5. And that's a challenge because while it has surely caused a big increase in cases, including deaths in the Northeast, we're not yet seeing it here in any meaningful way. Our wastewater data gives us some sense it may be increasing slightly, but we just don't know. And so I think the the, the bottom line message, though, is there's not one variant that's causing the problem. By far, the darkest days of the pandemic are occurring in China right now. And the variants that are causing that situation are ones that we had here in the United States a year ago or six months ago and didn't do much at all. Uh, We've got Japan that has just had two major surges of cases, one in August, September, and then it subsided and then took off again. And they just hit their highest peak just in the last two weeks. That's caused by BA5, both surges. You know, it's what happened? Why did it come back again? What protection was in the population? So I think this is where humility is really important to say is, is that, uh, you know, no, no meteorologist worth their salt would tell you what's going to happen 30 days from now with a great deal of accuracy. I think that's unfortunately where we're at right now with these variants. Okay, a lot of information there. I'll remind folks. Whenever Mike is on, if you want to send a respectful question, 
through a text. You can, 651-461-9226. So again, with your humility, is it possible if we will continue to have these variants to some level that like other illnesses, like other ailments, it is just going to occur where it is more prominent in other parts of the country, and it's not as prominent as others, and how much that mic is going to be driven by whether people are vaccinated up to the proper level? Well, uh, first of all, it's uh, I wish it were as simple, and you asked a very important question, but let me just say it's, it's even more complex than that. It's which variant or virus is circulating. It is what our behavior is in terms of what it means, how we're exposed and you know open and out there. And then third, it's about our immunity. Uh, not only what kind, was it from the vaccines, was it from previous infection, but how long ago it occurred. And so when you add this all together, uh, it's, it's a whole separate, different set of scenarios. Let's take, for example, kids. If you look at kids in the earliest days of the pandemic in that first year, we saw very little severe illness, very little transmission in schools. And so people concluded this is not a problem with kids. And then along came Alpha that I mentioned just a moment ago and then Delta and Omicron. And we saw major activity in kids. And with the Omicron surge alone, we saw over 700 deaths in younger kids when just a year and a half before we've been saying it's not a big problem. Well, if you look at what's happened in the last 12 months, after seeing that big peak in Omicron, we hit what I described to you before as the High Plains Plateau where cases aren't surging up and down in large numbers like mountains and mountain valleys, but rather more just a flat kind of line. And this is exactly where we're at in Minnesota right now. Guess what? We're seeing very little severe illness today in people under age 50. And that's both related to vaccine uh, protection, but also from having been previously infected. So today, you know, I look at uh, the under age 50 and say, well, at least for now, you know, most of them probably, uh, as much as we'd like to have them get vaccinated, it's not nearly as important as vaccinating those over 50 or 65, where we're seeing much, much more in the way of serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. So there is something right there that just changed from, you know, what happened the first year, the second year, the third year. And, you know, ultimately a year from now, we may see that even with older adults, we see much less severe illness. We just don't know. And that's where we're in this uh you know, almost kind of a, a a batch with the variants to say, okay, who's got the next move and what's going to happen with it? Okay, so let's emphasize this because this is different from you talking about concerns for under 50. We've known for a long time, right, that individuals like many ailments can be more vulnerable as we get older. But I want you to zero in again on what you just said there about folks under 50, where we're at right now. Well, I think it's an important context here. Let me just remind everyone that what I just said was early on under your kids, it was not a big problem, got to be a big problem, and now it doesn't appear to be nearly the same problem. The same thing is true with younger adults, but that could change tomorrow. And so I, I think one of the things that everybody is uncomfortable with, they want scientists to come out with a definitive message of saying, this is what gravity is. This is what X is, okay? Uh, this is the speed of light. Well, it's not that simple. Ours is changing constantly. That's why I use the example of meteorology, you know, in a way. I mean, who, who after three years of severe drought in California, do you imagine right now they're being flooded out? 
And so in a sense, with COVID, we have some of the same concerns. I don't know that I could be on this show six months from now and saying, man, kids are getting hit hard again. And this is likely why, you know, we have a new variant that evades the immune protection that kids seem to have acquired. And that's the uncertainty that people just have a hard time with. And trust me, I have a hard time with it because it is one where we want to provide more definitive answers. The answers I can give you right now, particularly if you're over age 50, please, please get that additional booster dose because we're still seeing today, we're reporting out 580 deaths today in this country. Again, let me remind the public how, how severe is that? Well, it's not as bad as 3,000 deaths as we had with Omicron, but the number one cause of cancer deaths in this country every day is lung cancer, and we average about 350 deaths a day with that. Here we are at 580 deaths with COVID, so it's not done. So get vaccinated. The data are clear and compelling that these vaccines are protecting the older population from serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. If you do get sick, use the drugs that we have. The Paxlovid is a very important drug that most people can take. Some with underlying health conditions can't. They have to take another one. But we could do so much to reduce the serious illness and hospitalizations if we got those drugs quickly. The medical community working with their patients have to do that. And third, you know, you can still protect yourself by using an N95 respirator. You know, I make my public forays out there. I go to public places and spaces. I leave my N95 on, and I'm very confident in the protection I get from that. So if you did those three things, you know, you could really do a lot to reduce the risk of COVID. And for those who are younger, I understand everybody wants to get back into the swing of life. Uh, You know, the good news is we are seeing much less severe illness in that group. Mike Osterholm is with us. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I want to read you a story from AP. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis called on state lawmakers to make permanent existing penalties for companies that require all employees to get the COVID-19 vaccination. The proposal would extend indefinitely measures Governor Santa signed in 2020 that made Florida the first state in the country to threaten businesses with fines if they required workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. When you hear about this maybe turning into permanently as opposed to a temporary situation, what is your reaction? Well, as you know, I don't play in the political game. You know, I've served uh, the last six presidential administrations, uh, including during the Trump administration. I was a science envoy for the State Department. You know, when I was at the State Health Department, I served six different governors. And, uh, you know, and always enjoyed a very bipartisan and, and very straightforward relationships with all of them. My job is just to tell the science as I best know it and how do I know it. And so, you know, what the governor decides to do with that is his choice. Obviously, uh, you know, I will continue to promote the use of vaccines, particularly in the older age population. Uh, and I think the science has to speak for itself. We know that these vaccines have saved millions of lives. They have saved millions of lives. You cannot, you cannot not say that. And so why would we want someone to not allow themselves to be vaccinated or to make it more difficult to be vaccinated? And so I I, I understand there are those who say, you know, we aren't going to get vaccinated. You know, obviously that's their choice. But at the same time, I think we don't want to put barriers in the way of people getting vaccinated, if in fact that will help increase the the level of vaccination in our communities. 
Last thing, Mike. Um, before this year is done, will we have a different type of booster? And you've talked so many times before about we can't just boost our way out of this. Before this year is done, will we have a different type of vaccine which is available? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just, uh, in a sense, announce that uh, uh, next month we will be releasing a, a very comprehensive uh, document on the roadmaps for better coronavirus vaccines. This is an effort that we've undertaken at our center. It involves all the major public health organizations in the world. It's been supported by the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation. And in this document, we lay out all the challenges that we have to face to getting new and better vaccines. For example, we still do not really understand with the current vaccine what we call a correlative protection. What is it we can measure in somebody's blood, for example, that says, yep, you're now protected or no, you're not. We don't know that yet. We have a lot of work to do. So at this point, I can say with some certainty, we're not going to have new and you know, game-changing vaccines at all by the end of the year. But we can't let up. You know, let me just remind people, Chad, this is not the big one. This is not. When you look at the potential for another coronavirus pandemic, don't forget that SARS and MERS, two previous coronaviruses that did not transmit well from people to people. So in that sense, we didn't see lots of infections. But there, anywhere from 15 to 35 percent of the population died who gets these, either SARS or MERS. Here with SARS-CoV-2 or the current COVID pandemic, yeah, you know, we have a lot of uh, people who got infected, but thank God the in- level of the deaths is less than 1%. Now, if we end up getting a virus that's as deadly as SARS or as MERS, and it is as infectious as SARS-CoV-2, man, we're in the soup, big time. And so we have to keep working on these vaccines. We cannot let up, and we don't want to find ourselves one day in the situation I just laid out saying, well, I wish we'd done a lot more on getting better vaccines. So this is an imperative that, you know, it's going back to our teenage days when we used to hear the old Olfram commercial when they'd say, you can pay me now or you pay me later. And we have got to invest now. Always a pleasure, sir. Be well and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Doctor. Take care. Bye-bye, Chad. Michael Osterholm. It is 21 past one. Do not forget Kurt Doubt later this hour and before the show is done You have a chance to win four tickets to see the Wolves take on the Sacramento Kings January 30th. The Wolves are in Denver tonight where they will take on Nikola Jokic, who is on his way to joining, I think it's uh, Larry Joe Bird. I think it's Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. I think I've got that right. As the only individuals to win three straight. Most valuable player. Not familiar with those guys. Mm-mm. I know you thought D'Lo had won three MVPs. Well, he's been robbed four times. Yeah. No. I just can't wait till I don't have to watch him. Not going to miss him. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. A uh, few points. Number one, I uh, the gal, very kind to buy me a navy blue turtleneck. First turtleneck I've had on a, had in a long, long time. I kind of like it, and you are just crushing me for wearing a turtleneck. Today. I don't know how you can stand wearing it. Since I was little and my I just mother be made, would make me dress up I for church and tremendous in this turtleneck. Oh, I mean, you, you, it doesn't look bad on you. It, it's <laughs> fine. It looks Whoa. fine. It looks like you're wearing like a, a, line. a lovely little turtleneck. But I, I just don't know how you can Trust stand me, yourself inside Not that little. It. Okay. Okay, Slim. <laughs> how, I can do, how I can stand wearing a turtleneck? Oh, it's the worst having something wrapped around your neck all day. Up high? I mean, a tie is bad enough. The turtleneck goes up higher than that. Oh, it's brutal. I'm the fidgety one. I know, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're the fidgety one. You're the complainer, and I don't know how you're not invested in all of that right now. Pro or con on the turtleneck? 651-461-9226. Mitch Hedberg had it right, man. What was his description of it again? Can we say that on the uh, neighbor? We'd have to... Uh, Probably doctor it up a little bit. So the joke really misses. We have to doctor it so well, much. Well, not too much. Wearing a turtleneck and a backpack at the same time feels like you're being strangled by a really weak little person. When uh, When is your birthday? July. I'm going to buy you a turtleneck. No, you Because there's nothing that says a July birthday than a turtleneck. <laughs> Give me a nice big wool sweater, too. Yes. I mean, I got the Tom Mooney going away soiree. Tom Mooney, comptroller here. Comptroller at the fan, uh, and one of the absolute best. One of my all-time favorites. Great at what he has done at both places and a tremendous person, and uh, he will be missed greatly. So we're going to have some fun tonight. I mean, I'm wearing a turtleneck. You're wearing like a 
sweatshirt that Rusty bought for you at that uh, garage sale where he showed up an hour and a half late. <laughs> I think they paid Rusty to take this one okay. with him. You know, if you want that uh, flannel, you got to take this too. Now, I won't be able to make it tonight, but I'm yeah. going to hopefully send Tom a note here. Yes. And, uh, it has not been an easy day for you. <laughs> My day has been more weirdly odd. Yours has been. Do you want to share any part of that? Is it's it... just stunk. Yeah. It's stunk yeah. since 2.30 this morning. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had Quinny waking up every Time to get up. <laughs> Go in the bathroom. <laughs> and looking for his glasses for 25 minutes. It was uh, it was serious. Um, there's a video of uh, the 45th president that popped up a few places today. Maybe you saw he's, he's golfing. I know. This will shock you. He's golfing. Hmm. Interesting. He's golfing. Poses for the picture. What does he do? Just his thumbs up. Mm-hmm. He's got the hat on. And then the guy next to him reaches up to give him the high five. What does he say? No touching. No. No touching. No touching. And a lot of people are crushing him for that. Many of the same people are crushing him. If that was Larry David, would be laughing. Yes. Because you 100% could see our guy LD. We're close. We can call him LD. Doing the exact same thing. So... This is my shock. I've taken a cheap shot or two at our 45th president. If he doesn't want to give somebody a high five, I have zero problem with that. No. no. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a handshaker. I, I obviously, you know, during parts of COVID, nope. I don't mind. I don't mind a hug. But there are a lot of people. I mean, you just basically said you only cuddle with your wife to have sex. I mean, that's what you said <laughs> earlier in the show. So you're not very touchy-touchy unless it gets to, you know, 34 seconds of fun. So I don't have a problem. How is it not going to be in the next season of Curb? He sees this story. I mean, you jump all over it. Somebody tries to give him the hive of, eh, he's, what are we, what are we, 12? But he's, he, don't you think he's done like 17 versions of that yeah, already? That's a good point. That's a good point. So... When Donald's saying no touching, we're fine, right? Mm-hmm. I have I have no problem. The fine policy. Kurt Doubt, I'm guessing he doesn't quite agree with Governor Walls's uh, budget proposal. He's going to join us in a matter of moments here on CCO. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Or the uh, term that comments, do you smoke a pipe? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not the pipe you're thinking of in this case of uh, no. Have you ever smoked a conventional, like, who did, when you think of somebody smoking a pipe, I think of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. That is a. Uh, he's number one at the top of the list. I he's think. right there. Kurt Doubt, uh, Representative Doubt. Republican is with us, former speaker, former minority leader, still on this show. Before I get into the budget, you are required to jump in on this turtleneck controversy, which has broken out 
My gal purchased a turtleneck for me. I like it. Dave Harrigan thinks it's awful. Uh, Kurt Doubt, who I, I view as a man of a fine fashion, pro or con <laughs> on a turtleneck? You know, I, I think they're fine. I actually have a turtleneck sweater that I thought would be really great and I thought I would wear it a lot, but I find myself not wearing it because I, I don't know. If you don't wear them regularly, I think it's not comfortable around your neck. Yeah. Um, but don't you, don't you think that they're uh, wearing turtlenecks and smoking pipes over at the governor's residence? <laughs> are you, are you, as you're talking to us right now, as a season <laughs> representative, do you have a do you have a pipe and maybe a a velvet jacket on right now? <laughs> I do not. I do not. I and, just, and slippers just out of my commerce committee to come and talk to you. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, how long have you hated children? Because I don't think you're for the governor's uh, proposal where he wants to make this the greatest state in the nation for children. Is Kurt Doubt? Against children. Is that what you're telling me? Are there, are, there, are there betting odds on this? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I think I, I applaud the governors for wanting to do something. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's not a lick of accountability in this. There's nothing to, to actually hold anyone accountable for greater outcomes for kids. Um, you know, I, there are some things in here. I would just, you know, in a bipartisan effort, there are some things in here that I support. Um, but. I think just, you know, what we've learned over the last 30 plus years is throwing more money at a problem without uh, additional language of accountability or creativity on on programming to come up with with better results uh, has not resulted in lowering achievement gaps or or giving us better results. And um, I, I will start with saying this is just an outline that we've received. We, we yeah, basically right. received the same thing that the press got. Um, what we always wait for at the Capitol is to see the bills introduced and to see what the spreadsheets look like. That'll tell us where the money's really going and what the governor's really doing. Um, and, and once we see the language, we'll see, are there, are there actual uh, provisions in here that will, you know, hold schools accountable for better outcomes? Um, and I think unless you, unless you tie some of this funding or incentivize better outcomes you know, that, that, that's how you find yourself, Chad, in a situation where you have the highest achievement gap in the country. And and I, I still think that's the most un-Minnesotan thing. And I think it's one of the biggest problems that faces our state right now. Okay. And I don't I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't see this proposal by the governor solving that problem. This is just more of the same. OK, I agree with you on the achievement gap, but I think you'd agree with me. This is this is taking place under Republicans. This is taking place under Democrats. Yeah. This is in cities. This is in rural area. So I give you the opportunity. I give you a blank canvas. I want you to give me three things that you believe that the governor should include in the budget and it would pass where we would see significant progress made on what is an atrocious part of our state. I'm with you. The achievement gap. What what would close the gap? You know, I think I think tying this to literacy, basically making sure that we've got kids reading at grade level by the third grade and really investing in that. When we did that quite a few years ago, we saw real meaningful results. Um, he's got a proposal in here to expand uh, pre-K. It's not totally universal, but it says in his proposal, 25,000 eligible children into a mixed delivery pre-K program. Um, a public school pre-K program, the data is really clear on this. Um, there is a much better solution to do pre-K scholarships. We had this debate back 
uh, I don't know, five or six years ago with Governor Dayton. Um, and, and the data was really clear when we invested in the pre-K scholarships where the parents got to take that money and give it to a, 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 a institution to, to educate their kid of their choice. Um, we saw better outcomes. And, and in, in a lot of cases, they, they put their kid into a preschool program where they had a, a, a daycare component before and after and an educational component in the middle of the day. And that also helped them so they could be at work and, and provide for their family and, and have a more successful outcome. So um, there's a couple I could probably keep going if you want. But I mean, those are a couple of real specific examples. I also think he's got some stuff in here that I think we need to do. One of them is uh, increasing the child care assistant program rates, um, you know, the CCAP rates. Uh, we're having trouble with child care centers closing. And, and mm-hmm. you know, he's addressing that in this bill. I think that's that's admirable. Um, but we're also at a point in our state where we've got a 17 plus billion dollar surplus. Um, and I think we see in this budget, you know, the Democrats have been talking for years about fully funding education. So I'm going to assume that with a 17 billion dollar budget, and this is the governor's proposal, that this will fully fund education. So now I'm eager to see what kind of outcome and if he actually changes the outcomes for our students with this program. And I, I think we both know the answer uh, to that already. But does it have to be, I use this phrase occasionally, perfect shouldn't be the enemy of good, right? If notable progress is made and it doesn't get us all the way to where we want, but you can yeah. tangibly see uh, what has now happened, let's say, in 2025 is better than it was in 2018, shouldn't Governor Walls and the Democrats feel like, hey, we told you these ideas would work, and here's some tangible proof. Well, we'll we'll be watching, right? I I think that's a f- fair statement to make, and um, you know, and I think when we look in the past, we haven't always had this sort of a you know, this is the largest surplus by like double that we've ever had in the state of Minnesota. So if you if you really want to put that money to a good place, and and um, you know, make sure that we're solving one of the biggest problems facing the state. Uh, tackling that achievement gap is a, is a noble noble thing that we should be doing. Um, but I think what we're seeing in this budget is not, you know, and we'll see when the bills come out, but I think what I'm, what I'm failing to see right now is actual proposals that will, um, you know, create accountability and create better student achievement um, and, and, and kind of more of the mistakes that we've made in the past that haven't worked, which is, Let's just funnel more money in. And, and Chad, I, I think you enjoy talking to me because I'm brutally honest, you know, and, and candid. I think one of the problems is we have the most powerful teachers union in the country. And I love our teachers. I served for a dozen years with one of my high school teachers here in the legislature. Um, we have great teachers, but the union itself, their only answer is just funnel more money in. And, and more money has not yet solved the problem. So we have to be creative. And it's, it's uh, you know, in addition to just spending money, we've got to really solve these problems and, and give kids the, 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 the choices they need. And, and if that means in the Minneapolis Public School District, where a, where a student has less than a 50% chance of graduating from high school, if they're a low-income or minority student, less than 50%, um, if that means letting their parents put them into a charter school or a private school, uh, we should support that. Um, and that's actually going to make the public school better because it's going to hold the public school accountable. And if they want to keep kids, they're going to have to come up with a better result because right now they don't have to. And they're going to keep getting money. Right. They're going to keep but getting the, funded. But and realistically, keep money into a failing system. I, and I know that's a debate and there's a lot of data on both sides. But knowing yep. the governor, 
uh, has not only his position, but has the House and Senate on his side. Yep. Those ideas yep. just aren't going to happen this year, are they? You know, but we should, right? We should roll up our sleeves. We should all work together and we should follow data and invest in what has shown to work in other states and, and shown to work here. Like that that program that I talked about where we invested in pre-K scholarships. And we actually did a little pilot program when, when Governor Dayton was governor and I was speaker. We funded a certain amount into pre-K and a certain amount into, it was kind of a, a pre-K pilot program and a, in public schools. And then we funded into pre-K scholarships. And the results in those pre-K scholarships were we're, we're much, much better. And, and that's what we've seen not only here in Minnesota, but across the country. So unfortunately, the teachers union doesn't like that because those uh, educators in those uh, alternative situations aren't union teachers. So they don't collect union dues. And, and that's, you want me to be brutally honest, mm-hmm. that's what's driving their, their desire to just funnel more money into, into education. That's, I mean, that's what universal pre-K is completely about. It's, it's having well, you know, it's 8% a, more dues-paying union members in the teachers' union. That's what it's about. It, I, I think the union <laughs> loves it, but I think there are people that are Democrats who genuinely believe it helps, though, right? I, I would say, but when you look at the data on investing in a pre-K program in a public school versus giving a scholarship, and by the way, we didn't limit it. The scholarship can the parent can choose to put that kid into a public school program with that scholarship. We weren't discriminating against public schools. We were just letting the parent choose. And it actually just worked a lot better for the parents to put them into one of these daycare programs where they had a, a daycare component at the beginning and the end of the day with education and preschool in the middle because it allowed the parent to just drop them off in the, in the morning and go to work and then come back and their kid was cared for all day and we weren't busting them for half a day to a public school on a bus that wasn't meant for four-year-olds, right? And it's not a safe situation. There's just a lot of problems with that with that pre-K uh, program. And, and yes, I, I agree with you, though. I think there are Democrats that believe that will work and it will help. And it's probably better than doing nothing. It's just not the best thing that we can do. And the data is clear about that. Okay, I've got about 97 seconds left. Uh, last thing here. I've compared you to Nancy Pelosi many times. You know that. Um, she leaves her leadership <laughs> position. You leave your leadership position. You decided not to. I mean, you wanted to be speaker again. The results just didn't turn out yes. that way. Instead of pursuing, right. you know, minority leader, why did you just uh, go back and decide just to be a representative, much like your, well, your good you friend, uh, Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, it's you know it's the way that I started. I, I served ten years in in leadership, and and you know I don't know if this will be my last term potentially, maybe. But but I think there's an opportunity for a former leader to be in the chamber and to take on the role of a statesman um, and work on some issues. And I care a lot about the institution. I care a lot about the state. Um, I've learned a lot in the process. I served you know six years as minority leader and four years as speaker of the house. I worked with a couple of different governors, and and I've learned a lot in that process. And and I want to be helpful. Uh, to try to make this place work better and function better. Uh, and I think that's the, you know, that's what we all should kind of strive for. But I think somebody who's got that experience, who can be a little bit of a statesman, maybe has a little better opportunity um, to, to impact that. So I've, I've reached out to the current speaker and let her know that I want to work on those kinds of issues. And, and she's uh, vowed to take me up on that. And I think we're going to work on some stuff to try to make this place function better. Always appreciate it, sir. We'll, uh, we'll reach out soon. Thanks for coming on. Sounds great. Thanks, Chad. The always direct representative, Kurt Dowd. We have our uh, Wolves winner, so no need to call anymore. God, this George Santos story never, ever ends.
We both saw the story about he's taking money potentially from a GoFundMe involving dogs. <laughs> now there's a report he was a Brazilian drag performer. Sure. Tom Lydon is saying he's going to sit back and wait for the Netflix series. It's going to be after five seasons on this guy. <laughs> it's amazing. And he's on committees. America, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Any heat issues? How is, how is it working at your place? How about reach out to Andy Lindis and Lindis Construction? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.